Good evening. My name is Stephanie. I'm a pastoral intern here at Hope, and I'm excited to bring you this first message in the new sermon series that we're starting after Easter. So we're starting in this new series on Philippians, which is a letter from the Apostle Paul to the Philippians. And I'll explain that a little more in just a bit. But first, let's start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for today and for every individual in the room. Thank you for uh, letting us be a part of those beautiful baptisms where you um, affirm this new life that you give us. Uh, Lord, I pray that my words be yours, that, um, that anything that needs to not be heard falls away, and that um, people would hear a word from you today. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we did just celebrate Resurrection Sunday, right? And in Resur- on Resurrection Sunday, we celebrate our chains being gone, right? Like we celebrate these chains of sin being broken. I know you'll notice that this sermon is called Chains, but we're celebrating Resurrection Sunday, chains are broken, but now the Apostle Paul is in chains. What, what is happening? Like, that was the first thing that I said when I read this. I'm like, okay, this is the first thing that we're doing. The Apostle Paul is in chains. Let me give you some background. So Philippians is one of the first towns that um, the Apostle Paul went to visit. And he created disciples there, and he was mentoring them, and he created this, um, he was building the church there. And then he had to leave. Well, the Philippians loved him very much, and he loved them. And as Paul went along his journeys, he ended up in Rome. Now in Rome, he was beaten, he was hurt badly, like all sorts of horrible things happened to the Apostle Paul, and then they threw him in jail. Well, the Philippians heard about this, that the Apostle Paul is in jail, and they were worried about him. So they sent one of their, like an ambassador of theirs, they sent a messenger from theirs to take, um, to take like an offering to him for his encouragement, and um, they wanted to just build him up and make sure that he was okay. And when Paul saw this messenger, he was like, oh, I have to send a letter of thanks. So we're going to have, there are a lot of letters by the Apostle Paul in the New Testament, but this is one of the only, like, thank you letters. This is truly the Apostle Paul saying thank you to the Philippians for, um, for continuing the mission of Christ and for being stand, for standing firm in the faith and for continuing on, even though they were facing some of the hardships that he's facing too. Um, so this is a thank you letter to them. That's a little bit of background. And where we find Paul in this scripture is he is in jail and he is in chains for Christ, but rejoicing. In chains for Christ, but rejoicing. Now, I don't know about you, but I like to be comfortable. And I'm not necessarily always rejoicing if I am uncomfortable. You guys with me? For example, today, I was driving. And I get uncomfortable when I need to be somewhere. And somebody in front of me doesn't really care. (laughs) 
Somebody in front of me was, I, I am not kidding, the entire way here today, I was behind somebody that was going at least 15 miles an hour below the speed limit. And now the road is dry. I can understand if it was this morning when there was snow, I get it. But no, the road is dry, and I just needed to be somewhere, and I was uncomfortable. My purpose in the moment was to get here quick. That's what I needed to do. I was on a mission. That was my mission. Straightforward. And all I could see was this person in front of me not cooperating. Because my purpose was to be here. Quickly. But maybe it would change perspective if you knew the vehicle in front of me was a fire truck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They probably had a different purpose than me. (laughs) But I was focused on the purpose that I was focused on. But change of perspective if we look through the lens of someone else and what their purpose is. And that's where we meet Paul. His purpose makes the perspective of chains a little bit different than we're used to. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to change the perspective on those chains a little bit. We usually talk about chains being like binding and what holds you back and what makes you not free. And how they are broken by Christ, and then you are free from these chains. But today, we're going to talk about Paul rejoicing in those chains, because his perspective is different. So let's read a little bit. I know she read it, but so, like I said, this is a thank you letter. This is a thank you letter to the Philippians, and he's rejoicing. He says several times throughout this letter that he's joyful, he's rejoicing. And I can almost imagine the Apostle Paul just like spitting out these words as fast as he can, you know? So, uh, he's a little bit excited. He's like, hey, now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually advanced the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord. And they dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Yeah, some preach out of envy and rivalry. Eh. Others out of goodwill. Others out of love, knowing that I'm put here for the defense of the gospel. But no matter what, whether their motives are true or false, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice, and yes, I will continue to rejoice. He rejoices because his perspective is different. He doesn't see the chains as a problem. He's like, no, 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 I've got a captive audience in the guards. No, no, I'm in here, and people know that I am in here for Christ, so that emboldens people out there. And you know what it makes, and then Paul is like, you know what, it makes me happy too that I hear that you are emboldened, that I'm in, I'm in chains. So keep talking. Keep talking about Christ. Nothing shakes Paul's purpose. Nothing shakes his purpose. He rejoices because before Christ, like this chain thing again, right? Before Christ, he was in chains to sin. He wasn't free. He was in chains to sin, and he can't, because he's free from those chains now, he can't help but to proclaim. So let's go on. Reading on. Reading on, we're in 20B. So Christ will be exalted in my body, whether life or death. 
For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I'm to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I don't know. I'm torn. I'm torn between these two things. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far, but it's more necessary for you that I remain in the body. So he is conflicted, right? He's like not only rejoicing, but he's like, hey, they might kill me. That'd be awesome because I would get to go be with Christ. But I know that there's stuff for me to do here and it would be fruitful if I stayed here and if I was with you guys. So I'll, I mean, I'll probably get to stay here and that'll be great too. I'm torn. I want to stay with you and preach the gospel and advance it. But I would really, I mean, if they kill me, that's fine too because then I'll just go be with Jesus. So no matter what he does, his purpose, he's doing it for Jesus. If he dies, he gets to be with Jesus. If he suffers and they beat him some more, hmm, Jesus suffered and, and he gets to be acting like Jesus, right? If he lives, he gets to preach Jesus. Jesus, and pointing to Jesus, is his purpose. So Paul wants us to know that God even moves in bad situations. Being in chains and in jail looks like a bad situation, right? Paul wants us to know that even in this situation, God moves. Because God can use whatever you're going through. No matter what suffering there is, God can use it to advance the gospel. So what do we do? What do we do? How do we change, how do like, I change my perspective? Because my purpose was to get someplace fast, right? I didn't even care what was in front of me. But what if I was to change my perspective? What if I was to change it to focus on this purpose of advancing the gospel? Well, I realize I'm going to need some help with that. I can't do that on my own because I'm not always that purposeful. I'm not always that focused. Have you ever heard the expression, since we're talking about chains, have you ever heard the expression the, um, that a chain is only as strong as the weakest link? Yeah? You guys with me? Okay. Well, a lot of times I feel in my life like I'm the weakest link. I have a lot of areas of my life, right? As I, I would assume you guys do too. Like there's a lot of different roles that we fill. Um, just speaking personally. Um, I have several different teams I'm on at work. Um, I am a daughter. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. Um, I am a sister, I'm a friend, and a, lot, and, and a lot of those lanes, there are times when I'm afraid that the people in those teams are going to be like, you are the weakest link, goodbye, <laughs> not worth it, but happily, they don't, <laughs> happily they don't, <laughs> most of us, I would think have felt like the weakest link at some point. That's because everybody is going through something. Everybody has something that's trying to pull them away from Jesus or pull them away from relationships. Everybody has something going on, right? Whether it's like sickness or isolation, fear, anxiety, depression, financial struggles, relationship struggles, everybody that you meet is going through something. But Paul is trying to tell us it's not about what happens to you, 
It's how you let it affect you. Paul's purpose is to point people to Jesus. So him being in jail doesn't affect that purpose. It just makes his perspective clearer and different. Paul's setting the example of rejoicing even though he's in chains. Because he knows the chains he is in now for Christ are way different than the chains that he was in before Christ. He knows that because of what Jesus did on the cross, he's free. And he can't help but tell other people about it. So whether it's broken chains of sin or the chains in prison that he's in now, the purpose is to point to Jesus. That's his purpose. And that purpose shapes Paul's perspective. So what does Paul ask of the Philippians? And, and really, what is he asking of us now? If we look in verse 27, it says, Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you, because they'll be destroyed. But you will be saved, and that by God. So Paul tells us to stand firm, strive together, united in faith. We can be pulled in all sorts of different directions, and that weakens the body of Christ. If I lose focus, that weakens the body of Christ. You become the weakest link. So we're asked to stand firm, chained together for Christ. If you guys will indulge me, are you guys, can I get some help? <laughs> the worship team agreed to help me with a little, little project here. All right. So the worship team is going to come up, and they are going to link arms, just really loosely. We're going to make a human chain. Just really loosely. Okay. Now you guys all have different directions. You're going to take, when I say, you're going to take a step left, you're going to take, take a step forward, you're going to take a step right, and you're going to take a step back. All right? And then just do whatever happens after that, okay? Ready, go. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> what do you mean? You are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Come back up. <laughs> Come back up. Come back up. Okay, so now try it again. Link arms. Because what I'm hearing is missing. What I'm hearing in here is not overt. It's not saying specifically what needs to happen. But I'm going to tell you specifically what needs to happen to make this strong is Christ needs to be at the center of it. Paul's purpose is to point us to Jesus. So what if these guys, because our, one of our best connections to Jesus is to pray, right? So what if these guys all put their hands in prayer? <laughs> all right, now we've got Jesus at the center. And now they are in lockstep together. Now, I think because you guys have a purpose now and you're all going in the same direction, what if you just took one full step forward? Ready, go. Whoa. Look at that. We're united in Christ and they're able to stand firm and hold each other up and help each other in community. Will you give me a round of applause? Thank you, guys. <laughs> so... When we're focused on the same thing, with Christ at the center, we can advance the gospel. We can move forward the gospel. 
And we can stand firm in the one spirit, united, striving together, rejoicing at what God is doing through our challenges with this surrounding community of faith rooted in Christ. When you have other people standing around you, your odds for victory increase by a lot when you have a community. So I mentioned I have a lot of different roles, right? As many of us do. And I'm fortunate in those roles where I feel like I'm failing and I'm super weakest link, I have some great community around me. This, these faithful people that as I start to pull away or I start to get distracted or lose focus, they pull me back. They help me to recenter and focus and trust God again. What if we resolved, church, to be that community for each other? What if we resolved to be that for each other, to make sure that Christ is the center, to help each other stand firm and be rooted in faith, to remind each other that our joy, our hope, our strength is in Jesus? If you're wondering, if you're sitting out there and you're wondering right now who your community is, or if you are wishing you had community, I'm going to tell you right now, we can be your community. We have so many places that you can get connected here at Hope. We've got Stephen Ministers, if you are struggling with something and you just need an ear to listen to and, you know, a, a warm heart. We've got small groups, if you, need, if you want community to bounce ideas off of as you read the Bible and you're just want to know, like, go deeper. We've got visitation ministry. We've got men's ministry. We've got youth ministry. We've got women's ministry. We've got, all, we've got hope care. We've got all sorts of ministries here. Plug in. Let us be community together so that we don't have to be the weakest link. And I'm talking about me with the weakest link, not you. But let's help each other. Let's help each other shape our purpose and perspective and keep each other focused so that we can stand firm in one spirit and rejoice no matter what the circumstance is because we know our purpose shapes our perspective and our purpose is in Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your son, Jesus, and for what he did for us on the cross, for breaking those chains. And Lord, I pray that as we leave here, we can rejoice in all circumstances and that we can lean on each other in community. Lord, I pray that people um, who feel like they need community um, are led to, um, to people who can be that for them. Lord, I pray that we are able to center center our lives and stand firm on you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.